You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Help you get your feet off the crumbling sand. Who's that? Daniel Amos. That would be Gentle Face. Okay, let's go. All right. Well, welcome, guys. We just got that little song to start the podcast today. Oh, yeah. I think we should. That should be the intro. That'd be great. Steve is all into um, the Jesus Revolution. The the Jesus music of the Jesus Jesus movement, (laughs) not Jesus Revolution. No, the movie has prompted you. Yes. Can I be right one time? Never. Wouldn't it be okay? Just one time. <laughs> Every once in a while, I wish for that. I pray for that. I'm begging Could you. Could she just be right once? I'm begging you. Could so she he's, just be so right? So he's all over, and he's once. he's. Uh, we went away for a few nights with Mark's bir- for Mark's birthday, and he was singing all kinds of old old songs oh, from the seventies. Yeah. Ch- second chapter of Acts. He even went to a uh, Chuck Gerard concert. Yeah. <laughs> It happened here. And, and he's uh, 80. He's the leader of love song <laughs> yeah. from the movie Revolution, you know, the Jesus Revolution. Oh, you, just what yeah. I just said. Yeah. Oh. Well, guys, let's uh, dive into our scripture today. We're going to continue in Mark chapter 10. We uh, Last week we covered the story of um, the brothers asking Jesus for the yeah, spot, funny. you know, the, yeah, the main like seat. Yeah. And him saying, you know, I can't give you that. But unless you're willing to drink the cup and all the discussion that came out of that, which was really, really good episode. I hope if you haven't listened to it, then I recommend that you do. Yeah, it's a pretty funny episode, just the, the fact that these two guys would ask Jesus to yeah. sit at the right and left hand. I thought it was pretty bold, but you'll have to listen to the yep. one before this. Yeah, and, you know, in, in uh, Mark's gospel, the very ne- this is the very next story we're going to okay. go into. Um, so he finishes uh, by telling his, his disciples, you know, uh, if you want to be great in this kingdom, then you could become the servant of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom of many. And then our next story, which we're looking at today, is then this, they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and the large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard it was Jesus the Nazarene. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, <laughs> but crying out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, take courage, <clears throat> stand up, he is calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. You want me to go? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, this is uh, one of those stories that has a couple of things um, for long-term following Jesus you know mm-hmm. it, it it it's points in your life when you're in worship or you're feeling far from God or you you know you just are desperate for something you know yeah. and, and you come upon those we around here have been 
desperate on several occasions, you know, yeah. in recent years for, you know, really needing Jesus to do something, you know, and to to come to our need. And it's like you cry out, Son of David, have mercy on me. Mm. Son of David, don't pass me by. Have mercy on me. And there's these just, you know, different points in your life where it's just so important to remember mm. this man is waiting for Jesus he's absolutely desperate. desperate I think of what he had to go through to get in his way because he can't see mm. he doesn't know what's going on he has to ask what what you know where is this Jesus and they tell him, he's coming by here he's on his way but he's, he's kind of like positioned himself in front of Jesus and still cries out and, and even in the resistance of the people around him, be quiet, you know. Yeah, you know, that's what caught me. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe anybody would stop a man from calling out, huh. you know, for help who is blind. Hmm. Um, I imagine in their life, Bartimaeus is around all the time calling out for help. Hmm. Hmm. He's probably begging, you know, he's probably needs help a lot and it's probably so a to them. they are looking more to you know put their best foot forward to jesus mm. like they have to do for the pharisee or any priest or any holy man or any teacher you know they got to treat him in a certain way and there's and so jesus is coming and they they want to put our best foot forward and we got the blind guy yelling now you know and yep. so i do want to give them some you know area of their culture required this, but right. still, he's a blind man crying out to David, or to Jesus, and and it and then it says stop, you know, just stop doing this. You're bothering us. You're they're trying to resist him, and he yells out even the more, "Son of David, have mercy on me." And I, I just, you know, I think that's a, a stop stopping point where a man says that the other stopping point for me is that in the resistance of others trying to stop the truth mm. in the resistance of others trying to tell you Silence. that in the name of God, stop, you know, mm. no, I can't, I must do, I must be about my father's business. It's really Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. Blind Bartimaeus says, I must be about this. I must, I have to do this. I, I, I have one shot at this. I have one chance in life and it's this guy. Mm. And, um, I wish I could get more people to understand you have one shot at this is to find Jesus. Mm. If you find religion, if you, you know, we used to, I think it was Vicky used to say, if, if you're, if you're falling off a cliff and you know, you're going to die, you fell off a building and you're falling, don't cry out to your mama because she can't save you. Mm. Don't say mama, <laughs> splat, say Jesus. That's the only thing you can yell, yeah. you know, Jesus, save me. And, and, and blind Bartimaeus is in that position where he is for the rest of his life going to have the same outcome over and over. The rest of every day is going to be Groundhog's Day. He's going to be repeating and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Because he's he, just waiting for yeah. someone to help him? Because he just is blind in yeah. a world that doesn't have handicap standards. Right. No. Doesn't have, a, you know, American, American Association for Handicapped People. You know, it doesn't have that kind of stuff. And, and in the end... Um, they say, hey, have courage. He's calling out to you. You know, and, and there's this, this point where, you know, Jesus is calling out to him. And the people say, take courage. He's calling for you. Mm -hmm. And then 
He jumps up and comes to Jesus and says, and here's the, the next point. Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you? What, and what he says sometimes to people is, what do you want God to do for you? And in this case, he says, what do you want me to do for you? Because he's calling out to Jesus. Yeah. And it's just, I love that. What do you want Jesus to do for you? When we come to the prayer lines at the front of the church or we, we you know, lay hands on people, anoint them with oil, what do you want Jesus to do for you? What is it you want? And, you know, anybody on earth looks at a blind man crying out, Son of David, have mercy on me. You would think they would be saying, well, we know what he wants. Oh, you know, duh, Jesus. But no, Jesus makes him say it. Wow. State what you want, you know. It's as obvious as, you know, it could possibly be. But you got to say, what do you want mm -hmm. Jesus to do for you today? And he says, I want to regain my sight. I want to see again. And, of course... Jesus says, your faith has made you well. well. Yeah. It's interesting to me because um, the parallel between our lives is amazing. The desperation, um, lots of people find Jesus in desperation, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the moment there's a sickness or the moment the prison door closes, um, the moment there's an, there's an accident, um, it's like people cry out to Jesus. This guy, this guy was desperate, and like Steve said, every day he's out there, and uh, he wants healing. He's heard of Jesus. He's heard what Jesus has done for others. Um, I think it's pivotal is that we as Christians should be out there telling people what Jesus has done for us. And but what is interesting says go, he, Jesus says, "Go, your faith has made you well." Immediately he, agreed, he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I asked Jesus into my life at two o'clock in the morning on May. 2nd, 1979, immediately I had regained my sight. Mm -hmm. I was blind. I, I didn't understand anything to do with Christianity. I was totally blind, and I was desperate to find out whether or not he was real. Yeah. And he came to me in that minute at 2 o'clock in the morning, and in 30 seconds, I wasn't blind anymore because my it says there's a veil over our eyes and our heart. In, in Corinthians, I read today, uh, is like you don't you don't get it. You don't get, we're blind. We have, a, we have a veil over us. We don't understand. And when I asked Jesus into my life to take the, the blinders off, immediately I, was, I, I could see again. Mm -hmm. And the next part is so important. And immediately he, he began following him on the road. See, oftentimes the veil goes away and we don't follow him mm -hmm. on the road. We follow our own road. Right. We go separate ways. Well, he, and, and then we think that we're good. Yeah. That's all we need. He did the, it's one and done. Uh, my sins are forgiven. And now I can go my own way, do my own thing. Yeah. And I think for me, this is so significant is that once you find the truth and the truth has set you free, you probably should follow the truth maker mm -hmm. and what he says. So for me, this is real significant in my spiritual life of following Jesus. Yeah. And when I, and oftentimes I want to go my own way. Mm -hmm. And I love that the Lord will just kind of convict me in a little still small voice and say, I don't think that's a good idea. But he, this is just the practical illustration of what happened to me so many years ago, that a veil came off my eyes and I could see, and I could see everything. I could, I mean, you know, pregnant ladies became very, very important to me because of the the miracle of birth and the, and the, and the trees were 
prettier and, and people's lives mattered more because there was a veil that came off my eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and, I just, and then I just wanted to follow him because he's the one that set me free. Yeah, that's good. I think this, the go your faith has made you well is so much more important than he gained his sight. Yeah. I think of Vicky's story about Vicky. I, I, you know, I'm an eyewitness, you know. Vicky was made well. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't blind when it, physically, right? Right. Yeah. This guy was blind physically. And we want, you know, we want to make a big deal about that. But far more important is the last phrase we read. Began following on the road. Yeah. yeah. That is the most important yeah. words, right? And and I think it's most the most important part of he was made well mm. because he wasn't just healed of blindness. He was in relationship with God's son. Mm. He was in relationship with the Lamb of God. And I think the most important thing happened here is not that a man was healed of blindness is that a man was came into relationship with god the purpose of jesus's journey the purpose of his birth the purpose of his journey the purpose of his cross resurrection even his ascension and all the teaching in between the purpose was not so you could go to heaven it wasn't so that you could one day reach the kingdom Mm -hmm. of heaven it was so that you could have the kingdom of heaven now Uh and the definition of being made well is kingdom come thy Mm -hmm. will be done on earth as it is in heaven and that's the definition we're looking at here. That's what they're saying. You, when Jesus says to the ten lepers, you know, where are the other nine? Your faith has made you well. Well, they were all healed. Mm. But only one was made well. One was allowed to know the king of heaven right wow. now. Blind Bartimaeus got to see him, but then he began to follow him. Mm-hmm. The rich young ruler, you still lack one thing. Come follow me. Mm. How do I hear, inherit eternal life? Give your money away. Mm. And then maybe you've obeyed the commandments. But to have eternal life, you need to follow me because mm-hmm. you haven't given all your money away. So you need to follow me. And uh, in blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus, when he regained his sight, he began following him on the road. That's good. And that's the key to your life being made well. And then the know if your life's been made well or not is do you have the kingdom of heaven in your life? Mm-hmm. Do you, does your joy and your happiness depend on circumstances yeah. i can tell you that uh it, that a man once blind once bartimaeus who's no longer blind began following jesus he began to learn more yeah. he knew nothing there his whole life was trying to f- navigate a world blind hmm. after his sight is given to him now he's responsible he has to follow and he follows jesus well, I got to tell you, following Jesus, he began to understand the kingdom of heaven. He began to experience it. He began to follow it. And if he was anything like most people, he fell in love with Jesus. Yeah. Not just because his eyes were given to him, but because the kingdom of heaven became his. Jesus said, I come to show you the Father. He probably began to see the Father. I, I only do what the Father sa- uh, tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. Yeah. He began to hear the Father of heaven and see the Father of heaven while here on earth. That's good. That's and good. began to he began to be live a life of being made well. Mm-hmm. Is your life made well? Well, in my opinion, your life is made well when circumstances don't continue to control your ups and downs in our life you know i was moving along but i was stuck and how do you help how does god help a man like steve orsillo become the man i am today Mm -hmm. how does god get me here to be someone i really look i would really like 
in, if I met me, and I would really like to know a man like me. When I was 18, I wish I had met a man like me. And I think I'm a man that 18-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 50-year-olds and everybody could really learn from. And how did I get here? Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, it wasn't by paving a road of gold underneath my feet. It wasn't by putting right handwriting on the wall to tell mm -hmm. me which way to go. It wasn't by having heavenly arrows and angels waving, saying, no, go this way, point, you know, way, pointing the way. It wasn't me seeing the kingdom all the time. It was me living the kingdom, but it wasn't me seeing it all the time. No, how God got us where we are is he gave a young man Down syndrome, right. and he became our son. And that's, that child was born to us. And through the raising of that child and through the tenderness it took to bend your knee and help him through life, we became the people we are. Hmm. And it's not, the, it's not what we would have chosen. Blind Bartimaeus was healed. We received a child that wasn't what we would have chosen. But then once we received it, we received it as a gift from God and we were made well. Our wellness has more greatly come from those circumstances. But then you ask anybody, do you, after hearing Steve say this, do you want your children to be born with Down mm -hmm. syndrome? Would you want one? And um, not very many would say yes. You wouldn't want your child to do that. There's, there's a lot to it. And yet the value, the richness, the greatness in our life because of it is that we are who we are. This is the journey of us having regained our sight, spiritual eyes, and then began following him on that road. Mm -hmm. And in that road was this child. And that man turned 40 tomorrow. And uh, he is still the thing that keeps us who we are. And each time we start to drift, it's God gave us this gift. And God gave him the sight as a gift. And he gave us many things as a gift. But what keeps us well, walking in the kingdom... And really believing that what he set out to do on the cross was make our kingdom well, here, bring the kingdom here, yeah. not just so we could get to the kingdom, but bring the kingdom here so that we could follow him here and know him here and talk to him here and hear his voice here and worship him here and obey him here. And that all happened because of his cross. But the journey has many things. We have so many our house burned down, our business went bankrupt, our, you know, just so many things. Funny because we were just talking about it yesterday yeah. and, 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 the, and the amount of things that have happened to us. And, and in the natural, it had been really difficult if Jesus hadn't made us well. Yeah. Any, anyone would have probably crushed us, but because we followed Jesus on the road after once being blind, now we see they didn't. And then we can look back and say, honestly, they've made our life, and we see Jesus' hand and because we're not blind anymore but you know do we would we want to wish that on anybody like he said absolutely not in hindsight do we want to do we want to go through that again absolutely not but we were just talking about this yesterday when we were away it's like these things and, but we're happy wouldn't yeah. trade one thing and we're happy that's what we're talking about is that in the midst of you know if, if our life people joke and somebody said to me recently what's going up on up in orville and with you guys because <laughs> In the natural, it looks like we're kind of cursed, you know. Fires and, and floods and fly, yeah, yeah, Moses, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, but w the knowledge of the fact that we are happy in a content way does not depend on people or things or more or uh, circumstances or events. We're happy because years ago we were blind, and when He healed our blindness. We decided to follow Jesus 
And for Steve, it's 48 years, and for me, it's coming on, on 45, I believe, 44. And um, it's it just he's been so good to us, and we cried out, you know, son of David, have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I did right was cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. And Steve's right. The best part of the story is that when he when he saw, he followed. And I would like to re- I would actually like to see the rest of his story. Like where did he yeah, go? Yeah, where did he go? Did he follow Jesus all the days of his life? Did he yeah. follow him to the cross? Was he in the crowd? Um, you think he would? I mean, the next story is in Mark's account is at least the the triumphal entry. So he's right. The what? The triumphal entry when he goes into Jerusalem. So oh, you're, we're right he's there. He's probably on that, with him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that'd so be good. And the cross yeah. is like. Right after that, yep. mm-hmm. so, so he's yeah. probably yeah. there, but it would just be kind of interesting. What, what happened cool. to blind, yeah. you know, blind Bartimaeus, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a fascinating yeah. story. I think the most, the best way to see if your life has been made well, like he says, mm-hmm. your faith has made you well. The leper, your faith has made you well. Yeah. Nine, nine were healed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, ten were healed. Nine didn't come yeah. back. His guy came back, worshipped him as God. You've been made well. I think that. The main, the main fruit of that is that you have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in you, and that's that joy unspeakable, full of glory, that peace that passes understanding, those those things that, you know, that wisdom of God that you don't know where it came from, but you have it. It's that you know that voice, that still small voice that says, "Not this way, walk this way, mm-hmm. um, go go here, go there," and just the the miracle of it all that. That fruit of the spirit that's in your life, that that in tune with His voice, and I think that's the best sign that your life is being made well, that you are, are selfless, that you um, give your life away, lay down your life for the cross, and these are the signs that you're made well, and they're also the things nobody would want. Like I talked about Down syndrome, no one's voting to have a Down's baby, right. but I'm telling you, you know, it is the richest thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. And then nobody's voting for to be the slave of anyone or the servant of all. <laughs> and yet that's what brings about the fruit of the Spirit, yeah. to be the servant of all. Jesus said anyone who would be great must be the servant of all. And, and the greatest among you will be the servant of you. And uh, if you don't, you know, you have to wash each other's feet and serve each other to be great. Well, nobody's choosing that to be great. And, and it's the sign that you're choosing it to be obedient. You're choosing it to love God back for what he's done for you. And then you are made well. Mm. And the wellness is that things like fire, leukemia, cancer, and all the other things, my mom's Alzheimer's, her mom's Parkinson's, those things don't rob us of our faith. Or joy. They, 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 they hurt to watch our loved one. We have Absolutely. the same hurt. Absolutely. But at the end of the hurt, there's still joy the steep joy. And there's almost always a wonderful testimony of God's grace moving in those things that are horrible. Yeah. You look in the fire and there's God's grace. That's good. So would you say that um, the only time, like he was blind in the story, obviously physically. Sure. And then he, you know, he's crying out for Jesus and Jesus responds and he gets his sight back and he starts to follow him. Would you say that, although there is the one experience where we come to see him for the first time, right. would you say there are other times in our faith journey where maybe we feel blind and like we cannot see him? Mm-hmm. And is there anything we can learn from this? I think you started to say at the start, like we can follow some of these same principles in those moments in our lives where we feel blind or overwhelmed, where the, the kind of like the crying out to Jesus and the not being right. silent and those kind of things. So can you speak to that a little bit? <clears throat> 
Well, I know in my life, there's many points in my life where I yelled, son of David, don't pass me by. Yeah. Have mercy on me. Don't pass me by. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, just generally it's the, it's the other people exercising their free will to make bad decisions that destroy their lives and then destroy their loved ones lives their wives husbands children's you know grandchildren's and you you know when you do this is going to affect your wife and your children don't do this mm. it's going to affect them negatively and they do it anyway and i think that's when you feel the most despair in christian ministry at least is when people that you've laid your life down for make choices to destroy themselves now jesus is seeing this on a on a huge level right on a planetary level, you know, all over, people, he, he did so much for choosing to destroy the very life that he died to save. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what we struggle with the most in, in this and would be in despair over to where we would call out, son of David, have mercy on us. I feel, I feel so deep, deep. I feel like I'm in a dark hole in despair over this person's life. Yeah you know, over this person's choices, over this person's decisions. And I even, and for the little children that they have that are, mm -hmm. that they just started to believe they got their parent back and you just went off the rails mm -hmm. and abandoned them again. You got their hopes up and squashed them again. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, and that's when you're crying out, oh Lord, come do something, Lord, do something, rescue these mm -hmm. children. And, you know, he's not going to take away that person's free will. Right. Right. And those children are going to face this. And it's like, you know, this isn't the last unfair circumstance of your life, and you're going to have to find Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if you find Jesus, then even that kind of failure, even that kind of abandonment, even that kind of disappointment, he can be with you. It says, be encouraged, you know. He's calling for you. He, he, he's calling for you. Be encouraged. He's heard you. Calling, that's just a, you know, that's another one of those. There's a, like I said, there's three or four points in this where you go, oh, that's good. Oh, that one's good yeah. too. Oh, that was, and, and you know, oh, that's good. Hey, he hears you. He's heard you. Mm. Oh, I'm glad now it's in his hands. Mm. He's got it. He's aware of the situation, even though we know he was aware of it already. Yeah. There's this feeling of, hey, he's aware of the situation now. And if he's aware of it, it's then the promise of all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. That's him. on the table now. Now we've got that in, that's in action. That's, that's got its motor running. It's, it's moving forward. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the wheels are turning on it. It's we're going forward with that one. Yeah. And we're believing in it. We're standing on it. We're riding it. However you want to put it. We are walking in this truth that God's got this because we know, Hey, I left it with you. And I just think that there's so many of those kinds of conditions, the vast majority made by other people, mm -hmm. but I step in it regularly. You know, I really do. I, I just wish I wouldn't have said that and I hurt somebody or I did something or I lost my temper or I, yeah. you know, made a mistake. And in those moments, I want to cry out too, son of David, son of David, you know, have mercy on me, please. I'm just, a, you know, I just constantly keeps going the wrong way can you fix what I've done? You know, and there's a desperation in those things, but health, health, health is probably also the biggest. It's, yeah. uh, you know, health of our children, health of our loved ones, health of our friends, 
and those are the things we want to cry out all the time about. We're always want, you know, this is like we, get desperate over those right, things. And we want to, and we want to use this one to, for healing. And yeah. for me, yeah, I get that, but it's not an abracadabra. And uh, it's for me, it's way more a spiritual blindness. And I mean, I haven't seen the blind, physical blind mm-hmm. healed. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. Yeah. But I think I'd rather, like Steve said, I'd rather mm-hmm. it be a spiritual blindness that they can see and they're not going to hell, um, you know, because a lot of blind guys could be healed and still go to hell, like right. Steve said. And I, you know what's interesting here is, is um, Jesus stopped and said, call him here. And again, it goes to he, we need to go to him. We need to be desperate for him. We need to call out to him. Yeah. And uh, he, Jesus could have gone to him, but he said, call him here, which yeah. I thought was interesting. He's a blind man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. The majority of all the people that go yeah. to Jesus, it yeah. would be yeah. the blind man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of people. Um, like you know, Peter's mother-in-law is brought to him. Yeah. Cuts a hole in the roof. There's so yeah. many. There's so many. You know, they led the blind man in uh, in um, in that city, the, the city Outside of Bethsaida. Bethsaida. They they brought the yeah. blind man to yeah. him. Here, the guy waits for him. Yeah. So he calls him to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there does seem to be something to this. Two things. Something to people coming, making him come to him. Yeah. And then once they come to him, it's what do you want? How are you going to respond? Yeah. What do you want me to do for, for you? Sure. I, I want to see. I want to see. You can almost be you know, like offended by that question. Almost like, yeah. do you not get Like, clearly this is. I'm blind. <laughs> clearly this Duh. is. Blind. Yeah. It's like the one guy at the the pool the in, well. in Bethesda where oh, he's yeah. like, you know, do you, not, do you even want to be healed? He's like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah I've, been, I've been here 20 <laughs> years yeah. trying dumb to questions. roll into this yeah. water, and they keep beat. Everyone beats me yeah. in the water. Talk yeah. about dumb questions. Yeah. Huh? But I think there is, like you said, there's something in that. Just bring in your response yeah. and your request to him. Yeah. Right? I think there's a definite yeah. need yeah. to to voice it. Yeah. There's a definite need yeah. to come to him. Yeah. And I I think that people should come to him for more than their blindness. Yeah. And I think that's. That's the question. What do you want from me? Yeah. I want to regain my sight. You know, it's clear that Jesus is impressed by the fact that he believes Jesus can heal my sight. Right. And he says that faith in that Jesus can heal my sight made him well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I wish that everyone yeah. who had a miraculous event in their life would then follow, you know, follow, it says, would begin following them on the road. I wish yeah. everybody that had a miraculous event in their life would begin following them on the road. Yep. Really good. I, I met Jeremiah over there, you know, when he first got here, mm-hmm. and I see who he is today. I mean, just He's me saying blind. his name. Look at him smiling over there. You, <laughs> you guys can't anymore. see it, yeah. but, you know, a miracle has occurred. Yeah. Jeremiah Jesus. has been lifted up in his life. His, yeah. his, you know, he's been filled, and, and there's a joy in him. And it's just we could name names all day, you know, on who's been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ, by, by approaching Jesus yeah. mm-hmm. and saying, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to believe you can help me. And just that, your faith is making wow. you well. That's good. And come to him, and his, your faith will make you well. Yeah. Not, I'm not promising healing and blindness. I don't know about that. But I, am, I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he wants to make us well. Yeah. He wants to make us people who can go forward even mm-hmm. in the storm. Like like the picture of Jesus sleeping in a boat during the yeah. storm. To make us be well is to make us where we can sleep in the storms of our life. Yeah. That we can trust in God when it looks like there's no way we can trust in God. Yeah. And yet we can say, no, I'm just going to trust Jesus on this one. That's good. Come what may, 
I'm just going to trust Jesus. Yeah. All things work together for good for those who love him. And if he says, I'm going to listen. And if he says, get up and go, I'm going to get up and go. If he says, stop, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause. And, you know, um, it's funny if you just pause. Let's say you're walking out to your car and you hear the word pause and you stop. Ten seconds go by. Say, okay, you go get in your car. Mm-hmm. And you're driving down the road and up ahead, about ten seconds, some guy goes flying through an uncontrolled intersection. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, 10 seconds, or if I'd have got there 10 seconds earlier, I'd have been there. And you don't even know why you right. avoid it. You have, and there's a most of the time, 99.9999% of the time, you would never see that, right? right? You wouldn't even know why you stopped. And you wouldn't know what you missed. Mm-hmm. But you just say, I trust the Lord that when he told me to stop, there was a reason. Okay. And I stood still, and I know why I obeyed is because I can trust him. Like a flying deer. Like a, flying, like a deer that falls from the sky on, I pause for just a second. on the hood of Vicky's car. I didn't pause where the deer would where the deer would That suicide deer, yeah. she was going out to her car, and the Lord said stop, and she didn't. And she a suicide deer. She met a suicide deer on Kamikaze. the side of the road. That's good. Jumping onto her hood, destroying her car. So this might be a, a cultural thing, actually. We were just talking this morning, Steve, about uh, differences between British and American culture. But for people that don't know, we're from we're from America and you're from England. Yes. In case they didn't. Case they didn't the question I asked was, I said, Luke, you think it's easier for an Englishman to live in America and get along and be happy, or than a man, an Eng- American man to go to Eng- England and and get along and, you, and live happily ever after? I said that the English person will be much quieter about. <laughs> he's saying they're way more tolerant and more respectful. That's what he's really saying. Which and actually, you ugly Americans which, are which actually leads brutal. Into the the point, the lift. point that I want to make is this: that in in English culture, I, I the story always challenges me because in England, if I had an issue and I was trying to get attention, and somebody was like, "Stop, be quiet," like the, you the proper stopped. thing to do that we were raised was you. You'd stop making oh, a scene. It's you'd, proper. You'd, what would Americans do? The proper. <laughs> we yell louder. We'd yell out, "Son of David!" Yeah. But just that. But That's good. but in church culture, religious culture, there is that little bit of like, don't make a scene. Just yeah. you know, maybe just be okay and and keep going. Put your head down and yeah. like get over it. And I think I just the challenge for me in this story is always like, am I willing to put myself wow. out there, even if everyone's saying? Just get over it. Just, just be quiet. Yeah, just be quiet. That's really good. Get over it. Yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a good uh, comment regarding English and Americans. It really yeah. is. But even and just, cultural, but just that. even religious culture. You know, yeah, so it, a lot, there are lots of people in churches that. And you're talking about well, Israel, and you're talking about occupied. Right. You know, you're talking about yeah. they were occupied, right. and there probably was Roman so- soldiers hanging around. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. Pharisees and Sadducees, right. and they're the ones that can make your life miserable. You're pro- that's a good point. But lots of us in churches all over. You know, yeah. put, on, put on a mask that says I'm, I'm okay. I've got I'm it okay. together. Where our, at home behind closed doors, our lives are falling apart right and Blind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i can tell you that yeah. our lives are not falling That's apart good. yeah our lives are not we have hardship yeah like everybody else but we just have this faith in jesus yeah and uh following him for all those years and our goal for our children is that they would go they would know god walk in the kingdom of heaven all the days of their life and finish the race the same, the same way we intend to finish the race mm-hmm. loving him all the days of their life it's yeah. the only way. That's our goal in life. And we right now, we're way. four for four with our kids loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we walk in joy because we have, we can say, we can look at each other and say, well done. I can say my kids are the luckiest people on earth to have her as a mother. They really are. And, really and they are so fortunate. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, they, and they will 
a really big reason they will run the race to the finish line is because of who their mother mm -hmm. was. And, and uh, that's what we want. That's our goal in life. And here at the church is to get as many people across that finish line. Amen. But not just, it's not the goal is not the end. It's, it's how you live the from the moment you know he's real. To follow him. See, before you knew he was real, before you just wondered, you're confused by religion, but then you had that experience. Mm -hmm. Now, now you, there's no going back. You got to yeah. go forward. You got to run the race. And you got to run all the way to the end. And you now have an invisible enemy. And you have a world mm -hmm. system that's trying to make you look bad. Trying to make it so you won't keep going. Trying to so entice right. you away. To And I just, uh, I think my, just blind Bartimaeus, he did exactly what everyone touched by the Lord should do. Mm -hmm. That's good. He began following him on the road. That's good. Yeah. So. That's a key. Because his life was made well. It ain't going to stay well. <laughs> yeah. But if you follow him on the road... You can keep it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. If you are listening, you find yourself like Bartimaeus on the roadside, just yes. in need, then we just encourage you to cry out to Jesus. Cry and, out to Jesus. And if you have cried out to Jesus, you know, make sure that you are now following him. And you're Follow not, you him. Know, you're not, you didn't just have a one-time encounter, but he's become your Lord. That's Son good. of David, yeah. have don't mercy pass me. me by. That's right. Have mercy on me. Have a great week. Amen. Amen. See you later. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate and review and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.